Hello everyone, it's Jay here. I just wanted to let you know that this uh, episode 99 is part one of two. Uh, part two will be coming out as episode 101 because we've got something very special happening in episode 100, which was recorded months ago. Uh, but we wanted to do something very special for episode 100 because 100 episodes is quite imp- impressive, right? Uh, anyway, this is uh, a discussion with the B and Stu Cambridge about what we're looking forward to in 2021 because we want it to be really really positive like what's coming up that's awesome um, doesn't have to be about video games it could be about absolutely anything I'm sure I'll explain it again in a moment once you've heard the intro and then part two which is coming out in about a week and a half is with Z-Boy and Andrew D asking the same question seeing what they're interested in um coming up in 2021 and beyond so if you're interested in those definitely check those out anyway roll the intro music squidge Thanks for joining us, B. We've we've wanted to talk about what we're excited about in 2021, because the less said about 2020, the better. I don't want to talk about it because, but 2021, right? We're looking forward. We're looking to happy times. We're looking to the future because that's where we want to look to. We want... I'm I'm hoping that we can talk about some things that we're excited about, that we're looking forward to, that's keep keeping us sort of going. Hey, what's this one thing keeping you going? It doesn't have to be video game related, um, but it you know it's it's a video game podcast, but that's totally fine. It doesn't have to be video game related. Like two of mine, one of yeah, two of mine aren't actually video games. One of them is video game related, but two of them aren't video games. So because I was going to say, I'm just looking forward to a meal today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always thinking about food. Uh, I'm to looking be fair, forward to possibly getting fed. You're not far off of one of Squidges. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. <laughs> at, at spoilers, steady on. Let me say. Right. Um, uh, thanks for being with us, Stu. I, I really appreciate it. I know we said this off air, but I really do appreciate it. No. And, you know, we've said before, you're a legend and you really are. So, you know. Oh, that's it's, very kind. It's, of you. it's as true today as it was previously. Back in was it episode sixty eight, sixty two? It was a little was while ago, that? wasn't it? It was a little while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is going to be episode ninety nine. So it's yeah. been a while. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's not so easy when when you've got this revolving door of people who who are on the show, I guess. But. That's but we we have we have met and we have spoke before, so that kind of makes Absolutely. it a little bit easier, a little bit easier. Absolutely, <laughs> which is good, which is good. Bit of, bit of wishful thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, when all this sorry business is over, we'll have to see if we can restart the selfie with Stu hashtag. That's what we need to do. Oh, yeah. Great, wouldn't it? Yes, <laughs> that was a, that was a, that was that was you. We started that, didn't we? Because I thought that was selfie did. with Stu. So um, yeah, and that'd be great to do that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really got a big ego or anything like that. It's just, it just seems a really, a really funny thing to do. Kind of just went, doesn't it? A bit of wordplay, selfie with Stu. Mm. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh my goodness, we should totally do that. We are recording this bit in on the first day of 2021. Yeah. So, firstly, Stu is the very first person we're interviewing in 2021, and like, how, exactly, <laughs> right? Start big. That's what I'm saying. And he hasn't um, got a hangover. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Positivity is the name of the game. I've been trying to trying to uh, 
push that myself where you know have some positive thinking you know and i think as i've been getting older i, I tend to be um i don't know if you get more spiritual as you get older but i've certainly become a little bit more spiritual as, as the years have been passing by and uh, you're trying to look at the simpler things in life and just people you know and positivity and just uh just being nice and and and, and happy you know and trying to push push forward with 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 all that positive energy that we you know we all we all feel we all embrace you know um you know a good example you walk into a room and somebody's really positive sends out a real positive vibe but if you somebody walks into a room who's really negative you think oh not sure about that one you know he's 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 a bit of a downer um so yeah i think it's it's good to kind of just push this like you know this this upbeat uh, message out there and just try to get everyone a bit more happy after the uh after the you know what happened last year it's not good so let's let's be happy. Be positive about that last beer you found in the kitchen. Yeah, it. that was great. It's there. <laughs> it was unexpected. Oh, extra well, drink. I, I have mm-hmm. got a I have got a bottle of Hobgoblin down here, which I've which I've which is one of my favourite beers. I'll have to add. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, well, shall I have that later? Shall I have that? Because I, I was I'm, I'm I'm supposed to be off the booze now. I'm I'm done. I'm actually done. I'm I'm off for a bit because I'm I'm you know things I'm looking forward to would be to get fit and get back onto health diet after about a month of basically eating and drinking everything i could find um (laughs) (laughs) and realizing that hang on these jeans are a little bit tighter than they were before so i don't need a new belt what's what's going on Uh, so yeah so i'm looking forward to to getting back into into you know going out walking and and back onto the nice fresh healthy food and uh, you know i do like a mince pie but uh, after a few weeks of excessive eating you think i just want to get back onto nice healthy food again do like a mince pie but you draw the line after eating seven in the space of three minutes yeah 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 (laughs) and 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 the the extra dollops of cream on top which doesn't help does it Mm -hmm. and uh or the mince pie ice cream which is really nice as well sainsbury's do this really nice mince pie ice cream which is um which is great when you get a mince pie and you warm that up and then put the mince pie ice cream on top of it that's that's lovely see i'm starting myself off again now (laughs) (laughs) and i I get told about this ice cream after christmas love i'm going to wait another sodding year to experience this <laughs> it's it's worth the wait. It's very nice. It's very nice indeed. Oh my goodness! I mean, the internet exists for a reason. Someone will be selling it somewhere, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone's bought a job lot and think, right, I'm going to sell these in in June. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> when the temperature finally comes back up above zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and you are indeed ready for the extra beer you find in that kitchen. That's exactly it. <laughs> I was I was on tiptoes last night. I was so happy that I found that extra beer in the kitchen. <laughs> in fact, I almost banged my head on the door frame. <laughs> Excellent. That's how it should be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what are we all looking forward to? Who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Squidge? Or do you want me to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Let's do the guest. Do the guest. <laughs> Okay, and, and let him go first. All yeah. oh, right, yeah, fair enough. I'm looking forward to being thrown under a bus uh, <laughs> multiple times for comedic value <laughs> on an audio podcast. Hey, can you do that with podcasts? Can you throw podcasts under a bus? There's one way to find out, <laughs> and that's what they did, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's a it's... Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, as, as we've said, it's been a weird year. Um, something that has been, I think, quite weird is uh, the whole 
is it what I want to say? Console generation launch has been somewhat muted um, for obvious reasons, uh, with with lots of games being delayed out, and essentially the Xbox Series X launching with essentially no exclusives, PS Five with three uh, three or four damn good ones. Don't get me wrong, but it's been a very muted console launch. So I think I'm kind of looking forward to as nebulous and. I don't know, in, indescribable. <laughs> That's not even the word. As as um, as uh, even though this doesn't have like a solid thing, but the concept of possible of the next generation systems, uh, hopefully, what's potentially going to be coming for them over the next year? Like, obviously, we know about some things. Like, we've got some games like Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, Horizon, Forbidden West, Far Cry Six, etc. Um. You know, those games that we know about look cool and sound pretty awesome. Um, but I think it'll be really interesting to see what developers are going to be doing in the next year with the new consoles, with the you know, more power forward to them. And I think one thing that's had a weird sort of, um, I don't want to say terrible thing, even though it has been a bit of a show, for want of a better word. Apologies for the language. Um, but how Cyberpunk was like essentially kind of broken and a lot of it mainly broken on the original Xbox One and PS4 and I think it's interesting that they've said that those are the like one of the main reasons that it's been so broken and that it has been so broken which does make me wonder how devs in the future because they still want to keep those generations going consoles going for a little while longer but has the response to Cyberpunk meant that developers are going to start looking at maybe cutting off those Xbox One and PS4. And yeah, that's not great for people who are going to be a bit late getting onto the new generation consoles. But then also, on by the same token, what it could mean when that bottom is cut off so that the developers can concentrate on the higher platforms and then what's going to be possible um, for them to do on that. And I mean, I'm looking again. I'm looking kind of further down the road than 2021 for a lot of these. Um, Fable Four is like hmm. how, that's so, so in so early stages at the moment. We've seen like a, a trailer. And that's it. But what they could do with that, with if if that ends up being just an Xbox Series exclusive, then that'd be some of the things that they could do with that extra power. It's it's going to be really interesting to see the actual generational shift possibly coming in uh, at a reduced pace or at least like over the period of the entire year rather than like as has been previously like a hard cutoff between generations um and i'd be really interested to see if we're talking this time next year of say a game that you know we would think isn't necessarily a big generational leap but then when we actually look at it like when you go back to like a ps2 game and you think i don't remember it looking this bad and you go back to it like oh wow <laughs> like <laughs> it'd be interesting if we're doing that in a year's time with some of the games that are releasing cross-generation now that would be very interesting i think it's a uh, it's interesting about the cyberpunk stuff I, I feel bad for all of the folks involved in cyberpunk because it's it's not their fault yeah. right um Yes, they were the ones who made it, but also you have to remember that Cyberpunk was first announced in 2012. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think, um, I'm not sure at what point this is going to be put into the episode, but I know that Squidge said on a previous recording session for this that um, uh, that 
you know, The Witcher Three wasn't the greatest game when it first came out, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I I get that creating a piece of software for one system is hard enough, and then you like they started working on it. I believe it wasn't very long after the PS4 had actually come out. Right, I want to say 2012 isn't that long after the PS4 had come out. So they started, which means that if they had started working on it then, they didn't, but if they had started working on it then, they'd have been working on PS4 dev kits and Xbox One dev kits. And then the PS4 Pro came out, which means they'd have had to buy new dev kits for the PS4. But obviously keep it working on the PS4 rather than just focusing on the PS4 Pro. And then obviously the closer you get to this year, like last year it slipped because that's when they would have gotten the dev kits for the PS5 and the Xbox Series S and Series X. So before you've even started, that's five separate consoles. Effectively, you've got to make sure it runs on. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the infinite compatibility matrix of the PC market. You know, I, I'm not trying to be horrible to them. My, my heart goes out to the, the people who worked on it, but I'm surprised it works on anything at all. <laughs> like, oh, right? when, did, when did you say it was announced again? 2012? 2012. Yeah. 2012. So like, Very early on. Back then, we're like, yeah. we're still talking 360s. Like, they probably yeah. started development on the 360. Yeah. So if probably. you think about it from that, you've got like, that's two more consoles that they have more than likely started work from and then. Mm-hmm moved along the the generations through yeah. uh, through the yeah the Xbox one and the Xbox one X and the et cetera et cetera it's yeah it's incredible that it, it kind of works and I think there's I do think there's a bit of ambition outweighed the practicalities mm. and obviously the mismanagement at the upper levels is a whole other uh, subject as well but mm. like you say it's the um what they have managed already is very impressive. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that I think it's a brilliant, uh, it's the best, the best game or anything. Like, I, I think it's all right so far what I've played. Um, I'm not that far in it at all. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where I'm tempted to sit on it for a while and then wait for the next generation patch to come out, um, mm-hmm. and then continue the game. But like I say, that sort of ambition, if if the new consoles can meet, help developers meet the ambition a lot more then that's what makes me excited for what we might see in the next year. You know, that's the sort of things in games that I'm thinking how, what's going to, what's going to turn out with uh, the extra stuff on the new consoles. Oh, absolutely. When when it comes to cyberpunk, I've been, um, I've been quite lucky because I got it on PC. I've got a rig that year or so ago I got one that future proved myself for a good couple of years and the only sort of glitches I've had has been sort of I could see foliage everywhere which I could work around um I had the classic T pose to assert your dominance um <laughs> I've had some wiggly woo arms in in um in firefights where the arms are going nuts um apart from that that's about it but the way I see it because I could just still play it. I remember playing Medal of Honor Allied Assault on PC at 15 frames a second, so graphics is nothing to me. I don't, I'm not too bothered about it. And it plays, you know. Um, I see it as technically, you know, it's just because everything's like wired up and you've got firmware and stuff. I just see it as you're playing it and your own personal firmware is going a bit wire, hair wire. <laughs> and to me, it just works and I'm, I'm not too bothered about it. 
You know, I, I can play it. I, I can't drive for shit on it. You know, I use other cars to turn, as I normally do in games like that. But I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's funny as well. Like I'm 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 not denying that it is um, probably one of the most broken games. But it's funny how nearly every launch game has had bug issues. Like uh, on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I played that, and again on Xbox Series X, um, straight away, like I had an NPC doing a T pose dance. Like in the main village, as soon as I um, got to the first point where you first make, because in that game you have to make a village as well. Are you talking like top half of the body's T pose and bottom half of the body the legs are going? No, or is it like full T pose? Entire body was T pose and they were just pirouetting on the spot. And I'm just like, that's Puppet definitely style. not some sort of ritual Viking dance, is it? That's I'm pretty sure that's not historically accurate. <laughs> it could be, you don't know. Yeah, and then Watch Dogs Legion, another Ubisoft game. Um, <laughs> Like that was uh, that I again uh, I got um, recently on sale, and um, I had that one. I had the bug where it doesn't save properly, and I would lose hours of pro- well, I say hours of progress because after the second time, you know, I just like gave up. I was like, right, I'm waiting for a patch, and I ended up doing that, waiting for a patch. Um, I lost like an hour or so of progress because because the auto save wasn't kicking in. Like you got to quit, and it just hang on the thingy screen. And if you dared quit out the game, you'd lose your progress. <laughs> like, okay. And then I left it for one time just in case it saved for like seven hours while I did something else uh, and other things. Came back to it, still hadn't saved. So I was like, so like, it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, not, no game currently is exempt from bugs. I and mean, then that's the realities of development and, and, and yeah, producing it. It really is. Um, and I'm not saying that Cyberpunk doesn't deserve some of the stick for having more than others. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see how this sort of... As much as I've just said about ambition, it's interesting that there, that there is this ambition, like there is these roadblocks with the technology, um, how, how, to, how to kind of meet that in the middle mm. and get something out that works well yeah. and on these new systems. You I mean, see, as... Uh, all I was going to say was, as a developer myself, I totally understand why they have shipped what they have shipped. Hmm. I, I'm not trying to downplay, oh, you've done a really good job. You know, I'm genuinely impressed with what they have shipped. I, d- I don't mean that in any way, sort of downplaying or talking mm-hmm. down to I genuinely mean that. I am r- ridiculously um, impressed with what they have shipped. And I can now understand why. When I went to the demo at EGX, it was two very, very clearly, very, very well orchestrated, very, very well choreographed sections of the game. Yes. Totally get that now, right? Absolutely. But um, the in, in development, right? You've got this this idea. We can go into we can go into it another time, but I will. I I, I think I said in another segment with uh, with Zach with Z Boy. I think it's a discussion for uh, tabs and spaces. But in development, you've got this much time to make the product. Before you've even started making it, they've started advertising it, which is just how that is how video games development works these days. The reason they announced it in 2012 was because they wanted to announce something. They did a Square Enix. Look at this thing. Look at this thing we've made. We've not made it yet, but look at it. How awesome is this? Go buy this thing. Oh, we're not we're not actually selling it yet. Well, you know, get, get our names on your tongue, right? And and they start the hype machine before there's even a product. Look at look 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 look! Isn't it great? Isn't it great? And there's nothing there yet. 
there's a video. Okay, yeah, well, how long did it take someone in in Maya or uh, Blender or something to throw together a bunch of 3D models and make it look really nice? That's really downplaying how the visual artists work, but how long does it take them to do that versus how long has it taken them to put this whole thing together? And like I say, I, I, part of me is convinced that they didn't actually start working on it until like maybe 2016, mm-hmm. like if then. And so that's four years of nothing happening and them just going, look, look, isn't it great? Oh, we've got a release date. We haven't started working on it, but we've got a release date. And the problem is when you've got that hard release date time, you've got you've got three options. You ship what you have, you reduce the scope of what you're going to ship, or you change the, the release date. And they'd already changed the release date twice. And they knew that no one was going to put up with changing the release date a third time. So they've got two options. Release what you've got now and make a boatload of cash or reduce the scope and then release what you've got right now. Reducing the scope means taking stuff back out. So that would have cost more money and taken more time to take things out. Then, of course, they've got to go through the process of we've got to send a version to Sony and a version to Microsoft to be approved for use on their consoles. Then we've got to send it for manufacture so we can get it burnt onto discs for the consoles that are using the discs. Then we've got to give a version to Valve so that they can get it working on Linux and a Proton. And then we can ship it. So like modern video game... Like modern video games development is maybe 15 times bigger than video games development from 10 years ago. That's and exactly that in it, itself, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a business that just keeps evolving and getting bigger and bigger. I've been talking to people about you know, cyberpunk, etc. And I, and the amount of people that I, I saw, um, or all, all the people I saw say, no, you never used to get games released this, this broken and that. They used to, uh, you know, they used to be, the games used to work when they released. <laughs> Superman like, 64 and 64. Yeah, that's like, it's like, <laughs> Hang on, that's, that's a really selective. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's really selective memory, and that's really kind of downplaying what games are made from. Like, that's really, that is armchair development. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I know better and think, like, oh, I wouldn't release a game. Like, no, no, you don't know the reality is you would have to <laughs> release this game, or, you know, or that's not just gonna, it's not gonna fly in 2020 of, uh, uh, in, on a business sense or uh, a development sense. And the assumption that, Games are more broken now because that they can patch them later doesn't really hold water when you actually know how much more has to go into them now than did back before uh, patches or downloadable patches were as accessible and easily gettable as now um, when you had to like find them manually or, for example, not get patched at all. And I was telling the same the same person, one of them. There was this one uh, game that released uh, on in I think the nineties, and I I can't remember exactly which one it was, but they there was a bug found in it and it just broke the game and the, the patches were a thing then they literally had to recall the game and send out a new one. But if you were stuck, if you'd never heard about the recall and you were stuck with that copy of the game, you've got a broken game that will not let you progress. That happened with one of the Tiger Woods has that. Yeah, I don't know which one, but one of the early Tiger Woods PGA games has the- that. The, the video game for 24 on the PS2 had that, didn't it? You got yeah, to the last yep. mission. If you made one mistake, yeah, you had to had restart your save file. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had that. That's that exactly the exact thing happened to me because we, uh, <laughs> at university, had a PlayStation 2 and borrowed uh, 24 of the game one, uh, one weekend, tried to play through it, and I got all the way to yeah, that exact point and see, it got hit with that bug and I had to start from scratch. See, it's the way I see it, um, innovation and ambition go hand in hand because with that ambition you won't have innovation and nothing will go forward 
what I think a bigger priority should be the behind the scenes, the forces behind that, the decisions to make them go, well, okay, your ambitions are massive and they're really high. Let's tone it down a little bit. Let's see if we can get there. That's and then that's we'll push it forward. Yeah. Let's yeah. not let's not just shoot for the moon and then see what happens. No. I honestly Stick wish it. I knew a bit more about business to be able to say this with any confidence because uh, I don't, you know, and that's the caveat I'm going to say. But mm. there kind of needs to be some sort of overhaul in the business side of the world of games development because mm. they're kind of running an unsustainable system mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the, and I don't know, this is what I mean, I, like, I don't, I'm saying this with the absolute, lightest touch because I don't know enough at all about how business works um, but this sort of drive to profits over how a game should work and that's exactly where you know that's exactly where CD Projekt Red's fallen into the trap um, you know it, it, it prided itself on it for, for so long on being this anti-corporate anti um, you know the, the, the business practices that People like EA and Ubisoft were putting in like DRM and everything, and they spent so long fighting against that, and then ended up with a game that was so big and they got so big and so so uh, unwieldy, I guess, that um, they ended up falling under the same traps of having to bow to investors and having to make decisions that are based more on what corporate suits uh, say should happen rather than what's practically actually good for the game. And there needs, like I said, there needs to be some sort of. And I don't. I've got no suggestions how because I do not know enough. Um, there's some sort of overhaul at the top end that still lets. And, and you know, some companies are trying to do it. You've got um, EAs. You're trying to bring more like original games and stuff, and from like in developers, even if it's doing it in a roundabout way. Um, it, yeah, there the, the needs to be some sort of upper level overhaul, really, of how the industry works and doesn't try to do the old Activision thing all the time. Because, I mean, heck, look at Activision itself. There's a there's a big one for you, you know, Bobby Kotick and, and that, and then the, the whole thing we hear about the, uh, the ones at the top getting massive bonuses every year and then still laying off X numbers of staff be- just because, to, to say that to keep profits, even though the fact that the top ends are getting paid bonuses that are more than would be necessary to keep those people on. It's it's a very lopsided industry, and it's yeah. It... Um, well, I've got a few things I'm looking forward to, but one one of them is I'm just looking forward to just, um, like you said, just getting getting into sort of meeting people again. Um, I mean, we met at EGX 2019, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd not met you before. And it's just nice to sort of go out and go to these retro events and gaming events. And I haven't done a lot of them. You know, bear, bear in mind, I'm, I'm fairly new to, to a lot of these, these retro scenes. Um, exhibitions and events that have been going on but um I, I just found them really really cool because you just get to meet all sorts of people and again with with like you're saying about positivity you know it's nice to see people who you know you would never even met ever at all in your life and they share a common interest or or even if they don't you can say well, you know I'm, I'm a spectrum owner and i'm a commodore owner 
and also you start talking, and it's like, all oh, right, we 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 are different, but we're the same because we've got a common interest in retro gaming and retro computers. Very simple example, but you know that that kind of thing that that happens when you when you meet all sorts of people, um, and and just going around and and seeing what's out there. You know, I mean, I I was. Um, I was up at uh, in Walsall uh, in 2019 with um, Chris Wilkins' Retro Fusion show that he does. He does the uh, one up there, and I was talking to Jim Bagley about the Spectrum Next. Right now, I would never, ever, ever have had the opportunity to speak to Jim and actually in front of a Spectrum Next if it wasn't for these shows. And you can see online, you can watch videos, you can see forums. But to actually physically go and stand there with all these enthusiasts and all these people who love this technology and actually share that experience you can't beat that and so i'm really mm. looking forward to getting out there and, and and visiting these places again it's like the um the center for computing history in cambridge another great place that i, I you know i've been to been there many times and i'm looking forward to going back there you know and speaking to the guys there and having a look around having a go on all the machines you know and uh just i don't know it's, it's just nice to 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 have human contact again and and share share your thoughts and your and you know and 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 comments with people in person rather than over over an internet line or or on a on an email or on a on a you know a tweet or whatever you know so that's that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, let's just say it's going to happen, right? Because it needs to. Because we've got to be positive. We've got to be. These are the things that are going to happen, and it's it's kind of important to have that. Like you say, I mean, we are we are social creatures. We are social beings. We do yeah. like to be around other people, and as much as you can do that, like you say, over the internet with a tweet, with uh, some kind of video conferencing software, it's not the same, is it? No. It really isn't. It's still good, but it's not exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, it is, and and, and it's it's like you say. I mean, somebody's a bit. I mean, we all get. I mean, I you know, I get days when I'm a bit down. I think everybody does. But when you get to that threshold where you're down from longer than than what I would class as the average, you think, well, it's nice to have to have human contact where people can say, "Come on, let's go out. Let's you know, you want you want cheering up. We'll, we'll try and get you. You know, we'll help you out." Um, and although some people might not want to go, once they get there, I mean, I've had I've had times where I've been like, oh, I don't want to go anywhere, you know, I don't, I don't want to go. And then when I go, I kind of, oh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, 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 I'm. It lifts you up, you know, it lifts your spirit. Um, so I think it's very important. I think it's very important that that we we all kind of look forward to say, right, there's an event coming up, you know, let's make this happen. Let's let's you know, let's let's look forward to this and um, put all that rubbish that, uh, that 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 makes you feel negative try and get it out out you know it's not very easy always but it's nice to try and re- try and keep a positive head on your shoulders right. yeah um, how how will you know that you really wanted to rugby tackle a mascot unless you actually go there for <laughs> <laughs> you know unless you go you will get the that's opportunity right. so that's right that's right this, this guy is is wanting to spear into I'm, I'm i'm talking pro wrestling with you but yeah the sort of rugby <laughs> tackle go go uh horizontal and hit them in the middle that's what he wants to do <laughs> things like mr blobby or anyone in a big a big a sort of padded suit that's what he wants to do <laughs> so quick tangent right one of my old jobs right i used to work in a, a clean room yeah for um medical purposes and uh, we the conversation got to bucket lists and i just said i want to spear a disney mascot at disneyland <laughs> Right <laughs> now, what I didn't realize was the two people I was talking to 
were not familiar with wrestling terms. Right. <laughs> so they thought, so they thought <laughs> I wanted to take a deadly weapon into Disneyland and kill a mascot. And I said, no, 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 rugby tackle at high speed. Oh, so you don't want to kill a mascot. Not Disneyland, no. Other places, maybe. Yes. But not at Disneyland, come on. You, you just want to harm them ever so slightly. Yeah. You don't want to kill them. Yeah. Just, mm. just, just enough pain to make you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> just just spit, spear them into an ice cream stand or something, you know. Just enough yeah, to release yeah. a few endorphins and you'll be happy. Yeah, because it's important to get your dolphins out, isn't it? Get your dolphins out and... and uh, you know, give them a good kicking in the process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just enough to make it worth being arrested. Yeah, yeah. Not me, officer. Wasn't me. I fell. I, I was tying my shoelace up, and I fell over into that man who's dressed as a That's bear. It. I was dressed That's as a it. dolphin. If, if anything, it was self-defence. Yeah. <laughs> yes, self-defence from a hundred yards. That's it. <laughs> And, you know, if all else fails, it's one hell of a story, in it? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something to tell there the grandkids. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Take them out for a walk. Walk around some lovely uh, model village or something. Have some lunch at a local pub. Come home. I'll sit around the fire and go, kids, let me tell you about the time that I, uh, that I viciously assaulted a Disney mascot. <laughs> You know you like you know you like Pluto, right? Well, Granddad speared him into a restaurant in Disneyland, and he's not allowed back. <laughs> it's why I can't take you, children. A lifetime ban, I'm afraid. Lifetime. That's ban. it. <laughs> One thing ticked off the bucket list. That's it. Next thing, high five a walrus. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Squidge, what about you then? What's one of the things you're looking forward to? Quick and simple, and I've got a feeling that everyone here can sympathise with this. I want 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep followed by a cooked breakfast. Hmm. And I've got 350-odd chances of that happening. (laughs) So the odds are stacked against me, but I'm going to give it a go. I do. I do like a cooked breakfast. It's um, yeah. We had one of them today. Actually, we had a nice cooked full English breakfast. Yeah, and uh, and it was and it was cooked by my wife. So I've, I've but I didn't get the fourteen hours sleep, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. I know. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All we need to do is construct some kind of Wallace and Gromit. Um, sort of machine for yeah. you to cook your breakfast for you and then not even to wake you up just roll you out of bed onto some kind of conveyor belt that would take you to the dining room table where your cooked breakfast would be presented to you and then you could be gently shaken awake by maybe i don't know the table rumbles or something i was going to say the table vibrates and it's probably not the best way to put it the table rumbles ever so slightly and you're like oh, 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 and you already have the knife and fork in your hand ready to eat isn't that the dream you're, you're overthinking it what you need is something that'll cook the breakfast and while you're sleeping it'll just tip it onto your face <laughs> that's what you need you're overthinking it you just need like it's cooked and then just whoosh, right that's off and that's yeah, when you get like third degree burns or something it's a cooked breakfast after 14 hours of sleep i'll take whatever i can get <laughs> I just had this thought, right? You know, you know when you see these these beauty um, these adverts where they put like cucumber on their eyeballs when they sleep. You could do it with fried eggs. You could go to sleep with fried eggs on your eyeballs, and it, it's like you might find this miraculous like anti aging treatment for eyes using fried eggs. That's it. You know, and then in, in, and in the morning when you wake up, you can eat it. It's, a, it's half a cooked breakfast. 
absolutely uh, genius almost <laughs> it's, it's the sausage of each nostril that's really uncomfortable <laughs> that's a voice of experience right there i mean it would stop you sneezing so i mean beggars can't be choosers yeah. and you could always put like a rasher of bacon across your yeah. lips yeah that keep your lips nice and uh, nice and um non-dry throughout the evening <laughs> just got this image in my head now it's not it, it won't go it's stuck there <laughs> <laughs> be you gone now be gone now image be gone <laughs> next try it won't work <laughs> it's still there it's still there it's it's when you make the pillow out of big bean tins that's where i draw <laughs> oh dear that's too much even for me yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Right, come on, Jay, yeah. your turn. Oh, okay. Uh, so, um, uh, yeah, uh, I'll, it's. I mean, you, you mentioned it already, Stu. It's the being able to go to in-person meetups and events, but in a you know in, in a safe way, you know, because uh, before this, I, I think EGX was the very first event that both Squidge and I had ever gone to, and it was like on that scale. Uh, but before then, you know, I'm a pretty sociable person, you know, and there used to be a lot of uh, programmer meetups near where I live, and I used to go to those every every other week, and you know, you get to know people, and yeah. you're like, oh, hey Tim, how you doing? Oh yeah, well, oh, what have you been working? On? Oh, well, I've been working on this or you know or it's just like oh you know afterwards we all go to the pub and we have a few beers and it's like how is everyone you know you get to know everyone's like uh who has kids you know you get to know who is married that kind of thing it's like well well, how how's everything in life not just in 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 your programming stuff you know i'm I'm interested in how you are feeling you know and it's all of that and then and then you know um some of these meetups i'd go to they were, uh, I'd pick up nuggets of information I would never find anywhere else. In the same way that you were saying there, Stu, about, you know, you get to see the Spectrum V next, or you get to meet someone who's like, oh, uh, you know, maybe someone comes up to you and says, you know, your work on this particular title or your work as I've mm. watched it over the years has inspired me. Yeah. And I've gone down a similar route and look at what I've achieved. And I want to thank you very much. And you, you don't get to hear that until you meet people in person. Like you say, you may not ever meet that person in, in your sort of, day-to-day life but at this meetup or event you know and you get that shot in the arm of oh wow i've i've positively affected this person in 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 this way or in my in my experiences i've negatively affected this person in in some way but that's that's more about how much of a wally i am there you go (laughs) you're just really hoping that someone will go up to you and say sign a random body part here yeah (laughs) i'll tell you this right here we go The the end of 2019 yeah, the end of 2019, I went to a, a, a big programming event and uh, the, the guy was doing a demo on stage and he says, I need a volunteer. So I'm like, yeah, I'll volunteer. I don't mind. I stuck my hand up and he goes, so what's your name then? I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Jay. Okay, right. And he turned to the rest of the group to the group, and said, okay, if any of my demos don't work, it's Jay's fault. That's that's it. That's the, the entirety of your mm-hmm. audience participation, Jay. I was like, oh, fine, that's all right. You want to blame me? Anyway, after the talk, some guy came up to me and went, wait, you're the guy who does all those podcasts. And, and, and he was able to tell from the way that I said my name. It's like, I've got it. And he said, can I have a selfie with you? I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea. What, what's this all about? Yeah. But no, that was that was kind of cool. And that's a very low-key version of, of of that kind of thing. But just like that meeting with people and being able to talk to them about all all sorts of stuff. It's It's... 
it's so important because like you say, Stuart, these people you never get to, to meet in your sort of day-to-day life. Like yeah. if, if you're going down Sainsbury's, you're off to the pub, you're going to see a film or whatever, you'd never see them. And then suddenly they come up to you and go, I just want to thank you very much for all being able to go up to people like yourself, Stu, and say, thank you very much for the work you've done. It, you know, it's inspired me or, or heck, you know, it's, it's just a load of fun to be able to, to be able to play these yeah. titles and look at this artwork and look at the, look at the effort that you've put into it. So I, I feel like it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, it does. I don't uh, know. I'm not, I'm not a creator. So I, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I mean, when we, when we did, um, you know, all the, many years ago when we was working on this stuff and um i would never ever ever imagine that you know all these years later there would be such a huge fan base for not just the games that we did at sensible but for all the games of those of those machines you know from the amiga you know 64 spectrum amstrad st the whole range of machines there's such a huge fan base still consuming this content that is still being produced um and it's great it's great because the nostalgia it's because the nostalgia's there but it's contemporary so <laughs> you've got all these new titles coming out and so when you do go to these events and you get people coming up to you at random and saying oh you know um, like you just said you know oh, i really love playing cannon fodder or i love the work you did here it's oh okay and the first few times it happens you think well I'm, I'm, this is a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then you think actually, I was the same when I when I you know, when I first started started a sensible. I was the same when I worked there because I was like a big big fan of sensible with their sixty four stuff. So I kind of get it. I kind of get that thing. So for me, I've always made a point of if somebody messaged me or tweets me, or I'll always try and reply to everybody. You know, no matter even if it takes me a week, you know, because I don't always see everything, but I'll always try and get back to people because I think it's important because that person's taken the time to contact you about something you've done. It's like, well, it's going to take me like five minutes to read that and reply. It's no big deal, you know, because um, those games were part of that person's life, you know, and like games that I played when I was younger, those games were part of my life. And for me to be able to interact with those people, it's great. So having all these these meetups, which I really, really, I really look forward to, to doing them again. Um, I was a bit reluctant at first but once I've experienced a few of them I thought yeah I can't wait can't wait to do it again can't wait to do talks and panels and and, and just attend as a, as a as a punter you know just to just turn up and look around and enjoy it you know it's uh, I'm looking forward to that and uh, you know hope it's not going to be too long because um, I'm itching I'm itching to get out there <laughs> as long as you don't get used to just wandering in you know it's, if you want to meet you you wander in you go I have arrived <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a spotlight just lands on you yeah. <laughs> who is this guy it's like uh, I'm, I'm just uh, oh hang on it's the wrong event what's this <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's an event amp here. I have yeah. arrived. Yeah. It's like Butterfly Watchers Anonymous or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the anonymous part of it. That's, that's, we can't we can't tell each other our names. No. We tell each other yeah, our hobby. Yeah. That's... yeah. yeah it's, it's the butterflies. That's what does it, you see. Mm-hmm. Such delicate creatures. That's it. They can't find out that yeah, they're being Watch where you tread. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you sound like an expert still. What's going on? Well, it is anonymous. I can't say no more. What forces a bit? Now, dragonflies, on the other hand, are a different kettle of fish. Yes. Well, a different kettle of flies. At the very <laughs> different flies. <laughs> Who put flies in kettles? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean surely fish are better suited because you can cook them while you boil it. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I can't even respond to that. Especially if it's a kettle with a window on it, so you can see what see the progress of the cooking. No, no, yeah, if it's true. a window, that's how you cook beans. <laughs> yeah, beans in a kettle. Yeah, that's it. brilliant. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I have it heard makes of your people... tea taste weird uh, afterwards, <laughs> but you know, one, one time emergency bean cooker. That's what the kettle's for. <laughs> Put the eggs in the bacon in there and all, and then you got one. You got a one cup breakfast. There you go, right? That's fourteen hours of sleep just before you go to bed. Put the eggs and the bacon and the beans and the sausages into the kettle. I wonder how long Get it would take to cook if you put it all in there. How many, how many sort of boil cycles you'd need to, for it to cook to to be edible? I mean, it might taste pretty rank, but I wonder how long it would take to cook if you kept boiling it and it until it started like to cook. a job cook. for MythBusters. Or yeah. for like, we can get some lab coats and some goggles and do it <laughs> ourselves. All you need is one of those, you know, those timers you can get for yeah. your plug so that it yeah. comes on at a specific time. <laughs> Just set that up. You're good to go. Bypass the auto shut off. That's it. Two Cambridge's um, guide to university survival: make a full language <laughs> breakfast in a kettle. That's Step brilliant. one. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to, my, my son's my son's going to be going to university next year, so hopefully we'll have you this. Well, the, actually, between the three of us, we can suss this out, and he could be the first the first one ever to try this out. That'd be great. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tastes just... gross, but it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I mean, Saves on the washing up. Just buy a new kettle. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> See, my worry was, you know, you're making your cup of tea, your next cup of tea, it'll come out kind of, the water will come out all red, wouldn't it? Yeah. From all the beans in there. Yeah. So, like, you're pouring this water in, that would be the most metal cup of tea ever. Oh. It's like, yes, I'm just boiling something. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I don't think it would work with coffee, though, would it? You couldn't really do it with coffee, because that would probably flavour it too much. And uh, no, tea's a little bit more of a, a bit more of a subtle flavour compared to coffee's a bit more, like, in your face, so I don't think it would work with coffee. Although... It depends on... Although I suppose if you're American or French or Italian who'd love their coffee, you'd probably be like, "Yeah, I'm not have tea. Why would, I, why would I waste my time with tea? I'll have coffee. You know, have coffee for my breakfast. <laughs> now, croissant. Put a croissant on there. I'm going around. I'm going around Europe now. Croissant. And- <laughs> <laughs> what you don't realise is most Americans make tea in a microwave. I saw that. I saw something. The other way. That was that's wrong, isn't it? I mean, that's just. Yeah. I mean, some people got no idea. I mean, come on. It's because they don't have kettles over there. No. I, I saw someone who tweeted out, oh my goodness, this is the greatest thing ever. I boil the water, then put it in the pot with the pasta, and the pasta's done in moments. I'm like, I, did you not know this? This is what we did. That, that, that's British cuisine. That's what. That's how we make pasta. That's <laughs> Pasta, fried eggs, all in the kettle, stick it. Yeah, all in the too. kettle. And you add yeah, the all sauce. The all in the kettle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soon enough, there's a rash of people being diagnosed with lime scale poisoning from eating breakfast from a kettle. It's the crunchy bits. That's it. <laughs> the crunchy bits. <laughs> <laughs> Dentists everywhere shaking their heads. <laughs> oh my goodness. Bad case of lime scaleitis. That's it. <laughs> This is the BBC News. There's a sudden rash of, of people getting Lyme scale issues. I don't know whether Lyme scale is a disease, but Lyme, Lyme, Lyme-ness. Lyme-ness. That's it. They're, they're dying of Lyme-ness. <laughs> Some madman no told them they could cook their breakfast in the kettle. Now we've got, a, we've got everyone 
doing it and there's lime scale <laughs> it's everywhere that's it clogging up the sewage I mean, works <laughs> people, are com- people are complaining it's hard to get lime scale out of the coffee cups it's no yeah. longer tea rings yeah. it's lime scale yeah. rings water companies up and down have got a problem they can't they can't filter this stuff out this lime scale that's coming through yeah yeah, yeah I won't go no they have to it's, it's build really new filters dark. just to get rid of the bacon <laughs> <laughs> it's the bacon fat that's the thing they can't shift <laughs> <laughs> then eventually you get the influencers giving you the vegan version of how to cook a breakfast in a kettle. <laughs> That's it. it just doesn't That's end. It. Yeah, it just keeps going and going and going. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't a vegan bre- breakfast being cooked in a kettle just be like soup? It'd be muesli, wouldn't it? It oh, bursts into flames. Porridge. Porridge. Put porridge in the kettle. There you go. Well, actually, you could make porridge in a kettle, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's my first job tomorrow morning. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say. Now, do you think I'll um, get up, do it, clear the kettle, and put it back to normal so my, before my wife gets up? Do you reckon I could do that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Leave, leave the overflow in the kettle so she's got lumpy tea. Still, there's something wrong with the kettle. Yeah, so, <laughs> I think we need right. a new one. It was right earlier when I used it. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> Don't you like lumpy tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like a cup of tea? One lump or two? <laughs> so, one of your lists here. Come on, let's get it back to positivity. Okay, so I am looking forward to... Um, Alex O'Neill's book is hopefully going to be coming out 2021. Um, it's Itchy Tasty, an unofficial history of Resident Evil. And there was talk of him signing every single physical copy of it. Uh, whether that's still going to happen or not, I don't know. Um, because he was talking about flying over to London to the publishers to do it. Whether they'll let him do that, I don't know. Because, But let's hope he gets a release. I mean, I'd be happy with a non-signed version and then maybe a later unsigned version. I don't know. But, um, but like, I know that the final manuscript is ready for printing. He tweeted it out. I mean, this dates the recording, right? He tweeted it out only a few days ago. Hey, just a little light reading the final manuscript for the book. And I mean, just from the image, it is a hefty book, right? And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Um, listeners will be aware. I've likely said this like four or five times in the episode, but listeners will be aware that we talked to him about it um, in an earlier episode. So if you want to hear about the book, definitely go back because we grabbed him almost as soon as I, as soon as I, um, I backed it. I was like, hey, can we also talk about the book on the podcast? Because that would be awesome, you know. And and the story behind that real quick is that he's used his his contacts in the biz dev business because like he he lives in Japan, I think he lives in Japan and San Francisco I think, but he he lives in Japan for most of the year and does loads of work out there in biz dev in in video games for like all sorts of stuff, but he like for limited run games and for brainwave music, and so he knows a whole bunch of Japanese video game developers and has had his contacts go out and he's got a whole bunch of people who worked on the Resident Evil titles um, to the point where like he even said just like offhand in the episode, oh yeah, I had dinner with Shinji Mikami on my birthday a few years ago. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Casually, <laughs> <laughs> as you do. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll just drop a name. It's not a problem. <laughs> Excuse me, you're said to have left his name here. Yeah, <laughs> you right? should have dropped but, a name. You should have dropped your Steven Seagal story on him. Look, right? Look, 
Steven Seagal once told me it's really bad form to drop names in the middle of a conversation. But um, <laughs> but the, it's, it's an unofficial history of Resident Evil because Capcom haven't signed off on it. But the people who worked on the games have provided the stories. So although it's unofficial, it's kind of like these are the people who worked on it. So maybe they're the real stories. But I'm really looking forward to that um, because that's, I mean, it's the first, it's first four numbered uh, Resident Evil games. So it's like 97. Well, actually, it's like 86, but 97 through to the early 2000s, 2004, 2005. So it's this wonderful period of time where we were like inundated with Resident Evil content. And I'm really looking forward to that. Absolutely. Can't wait to get my eyeballs on the page. I mean, not that I'm going to push my face into the paper, but if that means I can read it faster. That's that's, that's (laughs) not how you read. That's not how you read. Excuse me, I think... I think Slipknot gave a very clear indication of how to read in their instructional steady, song. Steady, steady, I push, I push my book into my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking forward to that, if I'm completely honest. So what are you looking forward to, Squidge? Um, quick and simple from my first point. I'm looking forward to 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep, followed by a cooked breakfast. That's it. That's one of them, anyway. There's not really much else you can say to that, is there? Really? Not really much else you can say. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be like, yep, yep, that's, that sounds about right, really. Yeah. <laughs> nice cup breakfast. That's it. That's as, it. as a guy who's getting older, that's one of my life goals oh, for the man, entire year. Hopefully I'll absolutely. get it one morning. I've got like, 356 chances to do it. So... <laughs> I'm like, you know what, good meal thing, that'll, that'll do me. <laughs> Statistics are on my side that I could possibly get that going, but you know, yeah. I've only got 356 chances. It's a good thing it's not one of my goals. I've got little ones running around this house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's never going to happen. Yeah. The only time you get 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep is when you send them away. <laughs> Go leave the house for several it's, days. It's, it's more of sleep. a pipe dream for you then. More of a <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or if you, or if I declare myself homeless and go live on a bench somewhere, I'll only be uninterrupted because I'll stink of booze and people won't want to sit next to me. What a great idea! Life I mean, I was like, have you seen this last year? I don't think people will be. I don't think people will be taking taking any uh, thing of keeping away from you, even if you do do that. <laughs> to like, be oh, fair, to be rules. fair, right? The amount of people that I know, because you know. People are working from home, right? But the amount of people that I know that have started day drinking is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the time is it 10 o'clock? Get cracked up here, Zoom. That's it. Look, it's 5 Pretty o'clock much. somewhere in the world, okay? <laughs> Someone's birthday <laughs> somewhere. <it. laughs> celebrating that. But let's put that to one side. So 14 hours of uninterrupted sleep, followed by a cooked breakfast. I like it. Set your dreams high. Aim for the hit for the moon, and if you miss, you'll be amongst the stars. <laughs> well, that's 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 me setting my goals high. Other people might have like learn language or get the perfect job. I'm just sleep and food. That'll do yes, me. But- I am so tempted to see if I can get Nando's delivered now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> totally not sponsored by Nando's. Not spon- On Nando's. We're not sponsored. <laughs> by Nando's but. <laughs> yeah but if right let's say let's say you were you got your 14 hours of sleep uninterrupted and a breakfast and i went and learned russian right who put more effort in and who got more out of it you got more out of it and i put more effort in so you win right clearly <laughs> i ain't going to russia no one's going to russia it's that no one's going anywhere <laughs> no one's going anywhere let alone russia jesus 
<laughs> but there you go. But so, benefit the listeners that I have my phone out and I'm now looking for Nando's. <laughs> so, so hopefully without going on too much of a tangent, B, have you got another one? Yeah, go on then. I'll throw in another one. So one that I'm... Uh, this is a game and it's, you know, I say it's little thing, but, you know, it, we're good about games and stuff here. So um, I'm quite looking forward to Back for Blood, a.k.a. Left 4 Dead 3. Mm. You know, it's... Uh, it's looking pretty good. It's got it got some good memories behind playing the original two for so so long <laughs> during our my university years. Um, and yeah, I played the closed alpha of it a couple of weekends back, and it is de- definitely is Left 4 Dead three. You know, it's got that same sort of feel to it. Um, a lot of familiarity about it. There's some nice tweaks that I'm still a bit unsure of. The, there's a card system now where you get little, little perks and things and um, they can like make you do more damage or, and stuff like that. And I'm still a bit on the fence about them. But so far, it is shaping up to be very much a what we expected from a Left 4 Dead 3. It's from the same developers, Turtle Rock, um, but Warner Brothers are behind the publishing this time. Mm. Uh, and again, you're playing one of four characters, although I think there's going to be eight characters in total. And this time, the characters all also have like a slight um, gameplay benefit to them, so one of them might hit harder. One of them's got more stamina, one of them can run faster, etc., etc., um, but you've also got the enemy, um, what are they called in this one? Infected, uh, something or other. Variation types, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but um, I'm just trying to remember what the, what the, um, uh, what the things are called. They are called Ridden, that's it, the Ridden. Uh, and yeah, you, you, you've got the Cleaners, who are the survivors, and the Ridden, who are the zombies. And you've got, yeah, you've got your special Ridden, so, you know, you've got like one that's a big, essentially like a bloater, um, and you uh, shoot them and they explode. You've got one that's kind of this, uh, like I've got a big arm, kind of like the one from Left 4 Dead 2, uh, that charges and stuff. But then you've also got this, you, you had the tanky Left 4 Dead uh, 1, this, that's nothing compared to what you've got in, in the new one, which is this giant thing. I can't remember what it's called, like a Colossus or something. And it is like a level size boss, pretty much. Um, and it is huge. And it will chase you for a while, and you really have to wear it together to take it down. It's quite good fun. Obviously, you know, like I said, you've got the similar graphics. Well, it's it's not similar graphics because it's like it's obviously modern graphics, twenty twenty graphics. We're talking, but it's kind of like how you remembered Left 4 Dead originals being. But yeah. you know, still, still like that much improved. Unreal Engine Four. My my only worry really is just that am I now. 10 years later in life in a place where I'm going to be playing it like I did the original. I don't think I will be just because of the realities of life mm. more than anything. So it'll be interesting to see if that can still capture me like the original one for want of a better term. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely ingredients are there and I think that'll be definitely one to keep eye on. I'm surprised that it's coming as late as June though because that alpha felt really polished as it was, I will say. Although you know, guess it's Turtle Rock, so I'm, I'm I'm sure they want to make it as as correct as they possibly can be before before it launches. But yeah, it's looking very good. It's it's taking inspiration for things like um, Dead by Daylight with like the perks, and then things like Dead Island. Each character's got a specific skill type, that kind of thing. A little bit, yeah. You can taking definitely see the uh, inspiration. Yeah, you can you can see it definitely taking that inspiration from the games that have released since the original Left 4 Dead, um, for sure. Definitely feels, I think, a bit tighter as well in the level in the one level that they've shown off so far in in the alpha. Um, basically, it's, it's funny enough. There's um, 
a lot of variety. So it's one, um, one like story with five bits of each level, um, and each bit feels like a completely different one. So you start off going through like these houses, and then you end up going through shipping containers in a shipyard, and you go through a swamp at one point, and you eventually end up on a ferry where the finale takes place. My only um, major issue with the with the finale really was that um, going with randoms was. As you'd expect, uh, a bit of a uh, mess to be one of a polite one. I'll, I'll say it so you don't have to be. Uh, it was a bit of a cluster. Oh yes, yeah. oh yes, it was a shit show. Um, <laughs> people just not working together very well. So again, that's another slight worry I have. I guess is like, is it going to be fun if you're playing with people that you don't know? Is it just going to be one you end up playing with people you know? And if that's the case. As you two um, are acutely aware, as well as I am, when we're in our thirties, as we are, it's a lot harder to get a group together to play games at a specific time than it was when we were younger. So that could very well affect our enjoyment of the game. But because what inevitably happens, especially with the people that we know, is you think we're going to work together and get through this, and then everyone just starts essentially just f-ing about Doing and screwing each thing. other over yeah. Yeah. and just yelling and screaming. So the gameplay takes a backseat to just having a laugh <laughs> i think i'm very much a single player game uh person these days because mm. yeah trying to get more not that i don't like a good multiplayer game when it when we can get together and do stuff like that because i i mean i've loved playing among us this year that's been a highlight um but again is among us is something that you, you play with friends you, you can't really play with randoms trying to play with randoms is is awful Still, we'll, uh, I've bought it. I just haven't found anyone to play it with yet. We'll definitely have to get you in on a game at some point because it's really good fun with uh, with people you know, um, especially. <laughs> it's so brutal and uh, hilarious as well mm. at times. But yeah, it's 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 interesting that a game I'm looking forward to next year is uh, one that's basically a throwback from ten years ago. But there we go. That's. You were sitting there saying, hey, I'm looking to see if I'm getting Nindos delivered. I'm looking to see if I've got enough hard drive space to install Left 4 Dead 2. We have to I give mean, it a go this afternoon. <laughs> that, is a th- I mean, that is a thing, isn't it? Hard drive space, isn't it? Especially with the, the size of the Xbox. Like, I would not mind trying Call of Duty Warzone and Call of Duty uh, Black Ops, what they are now, Cold War, uh, etc. But, like, th- on its own... Is it 260 game- gigs? Basically, yeah, it's it's a hard drive. Is if you what it is. if you have an X, even if you have an Xbox Series X, it is half of your entire hard drive. Mm-hmm. It's like, and that's for that's for Warzone, the free to play one. It's like, but again, right? It's it's because that's because we as consumers demand the higher quality, uh, graphical quality, sound quality, all this kind of stuff, right? And in a game where, how do I put it politely? In 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 Call of Duty, you're not going to miss it if it's there. Yeah. You are going to miss it if it's not there. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, yes, you're only playing it for 15 minutes at a time. But perhaps because you're playing in such a frenetic way, you wouldn't miss it. if it, You blink and you miss it is what I'm trying to say, right? And perhaps perhaps the future for Call of Duty might be you install the levels, like you install the base game and you get a level and you're like, hey, we can play on this level. And then, you know, for, so like the multiplayer version and the single player version will be two separate installs. You single can do player that version now, yeah, is, on Call of Duty. Um, you can install it. each pack separately. Yeah. So maybe that's the future. Like I install the single player game because I want to play single player. And then I'm like, right, I want to play multiplayer now. So I install multiplayer and then I find out from all my mates, which level are we playing? Right. We're playing that one. Everybody install that level. 
we want to all play a different level. Okay, so you've got to install the level. It might be five minutes of downloading, but five minutes of downloading versus a whole hard drive for a bunch of content you're never going to look at yeah. and never going to access. The the re-release of or the HD port, or the f*** up, as Jay calls it, of Doom to like the Switch and all the consoles and stuff, the mods that they started supporting and banging out, you actually, in, you you look at the mods, you pick which one you want, you download it, and then you install whatever, like actually install and activate whichever one you want as you play it. Maybe something like that for chapter packs, maybe, or map packs yeah, right. would be better, because it'd be, exactly. it'd save your download time and you, all of you like pick like which pack to do when you have three or four levels. That might be a, a better way to do it. Damn, was it? I'm completely lost. Um, uh, um, I don't know. I don't Who know. wants to go? Who wants to go? What other things are we looking forward to? Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing my patio outside my studio. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's quite boring, really. <laughs> no, if it's going to bring you joy, there's well, no it, boring. It will, because it means I don't have to keep cleaning the floor near the door in my studio because it's, it's basically it's mud out there at the moment i've got bits of old paving slabs as a path that goes from the garden to the uh to the studio door. it's like right and we run out of time last year so we couldn't do it so so i've been very much looking forward to getting that patioed and uh and then i can sit out there in the summer with my sketch pad and just um and draw to my heart's content in the sunlight with a beer oh, this is great but yeah that's one little thing that i'm looking forward to yeah, why not? Yeah. It, it, it's that sense. <laughs> I don't think it was rubbish because there's that you get the sense of achievement when it's mm. done. And like you say, it's it's a place for you to sort of hang out and mm. and and chill and and do whatever it is that you want to do. You yeah. mentioned that you want to do some drawing and yeah. drinking some beers. Yeah. Why not? That's right? Why. It's what brings you joy. What's what's making you happy and it's positive. Right? That's the whole point of this. And you know, one of the things I didn't really say ahead of time, but it it, it doesn't have to be video game related. That's why my first one is attending meetups and meeting yeah. people in person again because that you know that to me is really important and if 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 finishing off your patio is what you want to do then go ahead fill your boots <laughs> you know it's not it's not boring at all we've all got jobs around the house that we need to do so if it brings you joy get it done and and chill out you know that's very true very true I mean, you'll you'll need time to chill out after scrubbing that kettle after making oh, no. breakfast. Well, that's true. And if your wife finds out, you'll be living in the patio. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'll probably lock me in the studio, and it will be like, you're not coming out because you've ruined my kettle. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I've got a kettle of my own in here. <laughs> I actually have it. So I have actually got a kettle. Yeah. It's one of those little mini ones that does, like, one cup. So, there you go. So it's like, yeah. Actually, no, that would be great to breakfast. experiment with. I could put my breakfast in and see if it works. <laughs> Try my porridge. Because it hasn't got, it's got a flat, a flat bottom element, so it probably would clean up quite well if I um, put porridge in it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Dettol and a wire brush afterwards, are you sorted? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might try that. Maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you'll send out a tweet in a week's time, right? Burn the house down. Um, what's next? <laughs> Don't do that. Please don't do that. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> It'd be difficult to explain to the ER doctor, so yeah, how did you burn yourself exactly again? 
Well, it's a long story. I was I was cooking my breakfast in the cow and uh, <laughs> go on, hang on, go back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> But like I say, if 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 uh, if if doing the patio is is something that'll bring you joy, then yeah. that that's yeah. totally legitimate. Like I said, it doesn't have to be about video games. It's whatever you're interested in that you're super excited about. Let's talk about it and get the the positive energy flowing. Yes, yes, very yeah. much so, very much so. I mean, it's hard to talk about um, non-video game stuff because a lot of it is a lot of what I do is. Around, based around my work and video games and obviously the private life stuff tends to be sort of all the stuff that everybody does you know you go shopping you do the jobs around the house and housework you know the usual array of things that everyone does um, but uh, one thing I'm nothing I'm looking forward to doing is um, working with some of the people I've worked with last year I mean I, I did a, the retro tea, book, tea break books with Neil from Retro Man Cave and um, or RMC as he's known now The Cave and that was brilliant, you know. So I'm looking forward to working with him on on something soon again. You know, um, we've been talking about a few things, and uh, as Chris Wilkins as well from Retrofusion. I mean, I, you know, he did the Zap sixty four um, annuals coming out, and um, you know, he took some of the prints, some of my prints, which was good for one of my for my canvas prints, which is great. And uh, looking forward to working with him on stuff again. But I'm convinced Chris is a time lord. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. said this to him a few times. I said, I'm, I'm sure you're a time lord because I don't know how he does what he does in the time he's got every day. It's it's absolutely incredible, you know, what he what he seems to do. <laughs> so I'm convinced he is actually a time lord from Wales, you know, because he's, a, he, he's Welsh, isn't he? And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a time lord. I've said it many times. I mean, what if he's, what if there's like three or four of him? That ah, slightly yeah, more be, realistic. Or could have cloned himself. I, I wonder if he's cloned yeah, himself. Yeah. There's, like, there's like three Chrissies walking around. That's it. Oh, that's a new style. Right. Maybe that's and, it. And it all started because he experimented in making breakfast in the kettle. I mean, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. if making yeah. breakfast in the kettle is the secret to elongated life? You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we, or, we, yeah. we also apologise for the amount of kettles you're going to go through in a week. <laughs> it's like a portal. You could create a portal by putting breakfast in a kettle. That's it. <laughs> But you see, and you the only way you can get done, new but, text message done. But what you way. have to do, you have to you have to get somebody else to do the same thing somewhere else where you want to travel to, and That's it a, creates this portal between kettles. I mean, and they don't tell you right, not to it? do it. So <laughs> this could be the start of a whole new, whole new sort of sort of uh, arm of science fiction. Absolutely, kettle kettle space time distortion. There we go. You've even got a title for it. <laughs> That's- Stargate's got nothing on this. Yeah, Stargate, <laughs> that's so yesterday. <laughs> or is that tomorrow? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Friends melting out my ears. Don't mind me. Good I'll, man. I'll just- Good man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, what, th- what other things are you looking forward to? In this coming twelve months or six months or or whatever the uh, whenever it is <laughs> depends if you're in a time if you're in a time displacement device that's called a kettle. <laughs> that's it, right? So my worry there is, what if you did one end but the other end wasn't plugged in and switched on? Oh, Would you get like trapped in some kind of quantum? Yeah, you get trapped inside a microwave. <laughs> 
in an American's microwave and just you, you yeah. get stuck with them making tea yeah. for about That's three right. years. So you end up, but the thing is, the door the door stuck. So you actually, you, you know, you, you imagine all these people trying this, and all throughout the world, there's these little faces looking out from microwaves who just cannot get out. Especially if you go to someone who never uses their microwave, you'd be stuck in there for years. So. <laughs> This is starting to sound a bit like a Black Mirror episode. It could be, couldn't it? It could very much yeah, be yeah. a Black Mirror episode. Just need to send it out to Charlie Brooker and there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Charlie, write this up. We've given you we've done all the hard work for you. Just got to tidy That's up it, right? tidy it all up a bit. Bit of a plot line in there. Put a couple of characters yeah, yeah. in there. Whack that one out. Easy. We've got another episode. Car chairs, couple of explosions, and it's a best seller. Yeah. Easy. That's it. Easy. Easy. That's the easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> how, could, how could we get back on point after that um, seriously so what was we talking um, about I don't I know, don't know. Um, <laughs> what are we looking forward to what are we looking forward to what about you Squidge my, um, my second or last point is, is more to do with um, material things and capitalism and all that shit is um, at some point I'm going to get both next gen consoles um, it's more of a case of when I get the money to and when they're in stock. Um, but that is one of my goals for 2021. I'm not going to lie, I've been trying to get a bit of PS5, but yeah, at the moment it's like... I'm going to wait a good couple of months <laughs> at least, because yeah. I, I need to have the money to get them both as well, because they ain't cheap. I think that's a good thing, that I'm not in a rush, but also, to be you know 100% transparent... So I got the I got the Xbox Series X on launch day and everything, my first on launch console. Um and I have let me say I've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I've got Watch Dogs Legion, I've got Yakuza Like a Dragon, That's I've a got good game. Connect, I have Games Pass Xbox Games Pass and an active subscription with the games of that on it. And um of all those games, how many have I completed since Xbox Series X came out? Maybe one? Big fat zero. <laughs> they are all in <laughs> progress, and I am terrible for starting games and never getting around to them. In fact, the only game I think I have finished since the Xbox Series X launched was Bug Snacks, and that's not on Xbox Series X. It's on PS5 and PC on the Epic Game Store because I had a ten pound voucher, so it was already reduced to fifteen pounds in the sale, and it got ten pounds off it, so it was five quid. So if you want Bug Snacks cheap get on that now um it'll probably be over by the time this episode goes out so sorry everyone else um but i finished bug snacks last night and i think that's the only game that i finished since uh november since the xbox uh, series x came out and yeah it's not even on the xbox so <laughs> that's kind of not prevented me because obviously the stock issues have prevented me more than anything but it's kind of uh, validated my inability to get a ps5 yet because purely because well even if i'd got one that'd just give me even more games to start and never finish and I'd just have even more of a backlog what you don't realise B is that the whole stock issue and what have you it was in- completely created to save you money so oh, that you, you'd you have to wait to yeah. get a PS5 it was all for you buddy <laughs> they, they, they that, were thinking of you that's half the reason I'm now kind of tempted to look at uh, Oculus uh, Quest 2 because even though like uh, not that I don't want one because I do kind of want one to try but I wasn't that you know I wasn't too Plus about getting one, but I'm thinking, well, it's going to be, <laughs> it's still, at this rate, it's going to be a fair few months um, for, before I can get a PS5. Mm. So I have the money, 
maybe I'll just get an Oculus Quest 2 for a bit and, and have a go on some of those things. And then I can say, that'll be even more games I'll just have like started and never finished. Burning a hole in your pocket, dude. Yeah. <laughs> out of out of everything that's coming out next year that I know about, because I haven't looked too hard, um, that is on the next-gen consoles. Resident Evil Village is on the top of my list. I don't know if it's out for PC. I assume it would be. Um, even if it would be, again, this is a lot of ifs, I don't know. I wouldn't want to get it for PC. I'd rather get it for a console. I think, um, it's being designed for the, the thing with the, um, Xbox, uh, X and PS5 in mind, hmm. but it is coming. Sorry, we had an early New Year's Under attack. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is apparently coming to PC. Yeah. Right. I'd, I'd rather get it for consoles because I've got, a fair few of the newer games for PC and they are pad. You can use a pad with it and I've got myself, I treated myself to an uh, Xbox Pro Elite Pad 2 the other week. Um, but I'd, I'd rather just run it from the console and just play in, you know? Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of exactly. missing that because a lot of them I'm getting on PC now because my, my rig is very well tuned to play them. Yeah, this is a funny thing. I got a new PC last not last year, like three years ago now. It's <laughs> amazing how quickly like the years go when you're older and you're just like, holy hell, come on, my PC is like three years old now because I'm there thinking, oh, it's like top of the line, brand new. And like, it's struggling to run games now. Oh yeah, because it's three years old. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Uh, where did that type go? But obviously now the generations have left. It's mm. kind of a more pronounced thing. But it's funny that I, yeah, I got, so I originally got um, consoles because I thought it'd be like, oh, now it'd be easier to, for example, if I want to stream them, go just hook them up to my card and then I'll know the games will work. I don't have to worry about trying to configure the PC to get them to work and stream at the same time. The ironic thing now is, is that my capture card, um, it has a 4K pass-through, but it doesn't stream in 4K. It only streams in 1080p. But also, if I use the pass-through, I can't use HDR, which my monitor does have. Mm. So, like, I kind of... Uh, I'm currently not putting my Xbox Series X through the capture card because I want to see the HDR. Despite the fact that none of the streaming services currently support 4K or HDR at the current yeah. time. So it's like, but, you know, I, I am kind of at a point where, like, I probably should upgrade my capture card soon, even though the capture cards that support 4K, properly 4K, support 4K and HDR, you're looking at, like, three and quid, like, the cost of a console. Mm. So it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I spend the cost of a console considering that I don't stream as much as I'd like to? Mm. And I, it's not that I don't want to stream as much as I do, but with work and that, then after I've done, you know, my uh, day, day at work, full day at work, I don't really feel like doing what's ten months of more work on the evening either. Like yeah. I just want to sit back and and relax, really, rather than have to think about what I'm doing while I'm playing. Even aside from that whole struggling to get audience, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and that whole stress of of streaming as a as a more as a commercial thing um, rather than just as a hobbyist thing. Mm-hmm. I think that because we can't get these new, co- I mean, I'm not interested in the new consoles, if I'm honest, but because we can't get these new consoles, it's giving people a uh, time to look at their backlog of their previous generation games mm-hmm. or even the older games, like, uh, uh, and, and going, you know what, let's, let's try these things out again, or let's revisit these things. So like one of, you know, my last thing, and I'm only going to mention it because it's related to what you said there, Pete, is re- revisiting some of the older titles that have maybe, pass me by but actually doing that by buying some hardware so like one of the analog devices or the the, the pocket device you know these revisit it on new hardware and mm. 
being able to sort of keep those games alive in that way. And I think because uh, the emulation is brilliant, you know, I could fire up a Raspberry Pi and I could play it. And and I it's taken me a long time to come around to the, what I'm about to say, but there is a certain aesthetic to being able to just jam a cartridge in and start playing the game. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's 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 great to have all five thousand titles from one console at the push of a button. But when you've got them at the push of a button, you go, "No, I don't want to play that. I don't want to play that. I don't want to play that. I don't." Want I got to. Say, I love I love Xbox Games Pass, but. Too much choice, you know what I mean? Like, yes. God, it's, it's that sort of d- double-edged sword, and it's weird. It's I, I will say, I recommend anyone who gets who, who can get Game Pass because I think that on it, honestly, it is a ridiculously good value. And I was really skeptical of it. I might have even said it on this podcast before. I was really skeptical of the Game Pass and everything, and then I got the whole one pound for uh, for a year thing, and I've had it for twelve, thirteen, fourteen months for a pound. Stop sure enough you can count. Absolutely. Absolutely like enjoyed having it. And I've now come to the point where I've had to renew it for normal. And mm. it, on the one hand, it was a bit of a, ooh, a hundred quid for a year. That's a bit, you know, part of me was like, that's a bit thingy. But thankfully, obviously, like I said earlier, because of the whole PlayStation 5 thing, I've had a bit spare, more cash than I expected. Um, but yeah, that, so that I've, I've, I'm, I've not really had any issues with renewing it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Because that the amount of games you can have on it, the only downside is just that there are so many games on it. It's like, oh, I kind of want to play that. I kind of want to play that. And I've, I've now got like, quite a few games on that Games Pass that I've played for a little bit and then gone, eh, I've had enough now. But like my gamer score card looks like, oh, look at all these games you've started playing and just abandoned. So two things there. First of all, the, the, the issue of too much choice is an actual thing. If someone's given too much choice, they'll shut down until... No, it, no, it is. Choices, it is. Right? We're not making fun. It's a real thing, yeah. And the second thing is, you're getting more value out of Xbox Pass for £100 for a year than anyone is for the Fallout 76 Pass. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so Funnily joke is, aside... Fallout 76 is on, is on Games Pass. So <laughs> Why? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll talk actually... about a dumpster fire of a game. It's not <laughs> Cyberpunk, but, it's Fallout 76. They also, they also, I will say as well, they also recently added EA Play to Games Pass. So now when you get Games Pass, you get EA Play subscription as well. So you get all the EA games wow. on there. I don't know. I'm, I'm, st- I'm still rocking a gold subscription. Yeah, but, okay, right. Just put in, put in the jokes about Fallout 76 and all that kind of stuff to one side, right? You said there'd be, you, you've gone, oh, I'll try that, I'll try that, I'll try that. And how much does it cost you? Nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. the, the okay. subscription it's, that I was already paying. It's cost, you, it's cost you a pound for the subscription you were paying. Yeah. Next year, when you go, I'll try that, I'll try that, I'll try that, and you add it all up and you've tried 15 games, yeah. each would have cost you somewhere between 30 and 40 quid. And Yeah, exactly, because it encourages me to try games that I wouldn't normally try because I wouldn't feel like going, oh, I want to try that, but I don't want to spend 30, uh, fit, well... 60, 70, yeah. I don't want to be trying, yeah, spending... Especially with next gen games potentially costing sixty seventy quid every time to just try something, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I've just tried it on Games Pass, and yeah, I didn't like it, but at least I'm not having to go through the rigmarole of one. I know I've got an Xbox Series X, so it won't matter if it's a physical disc, but I won't want to go in the rigmarole of going to Game or CX and only getting ten quid back for the game that I've just mm-hmm. spent seventy yeah. quid on, or if I buy it digitally, you don't have that choice at all. So like. Yep. You know, there's, there's, yeah, it's ridiculous that we're kind of, as someone who was skeptical of subscription services, even just a year ago, I'm a full on convert now. And I, I, I will say, 
it really does help that my internet speed is now at an acceptable level. If I think like that was the, else, yeah. Yeah, the massive thing that was preventing me getting these subscription yeah, yeah. services because it would take me three days to download 20 gig before. And it's yeah. like that you can't, Games Pass doesn't provide any value if that's the case. So now that I can actually download a full game within an hour, you know, it's that's made it a lot, that has opened it up a lot uh, and made it a lot more uh, palatable proposition. Accessible. Smart. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. For, for, for someone like me. Absolutely. And, and I, yeah, just, just thinking about that, right? Just the, the sheer cost of it. it, it it's a no brainer. And yes, there are, there are people who like to have the physical copies of the games and that's totally fine. But if you're, like you said, if you, if you're thinking, Oh, I could, do you know what? I don't usually play FIFA, but I've got it for free. I could try it out. Mm. If I do, if I really don't like it, it was a problem. I've wasted two hours downloading it. But if I do like it, Hey, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny it's enough. No it's like I, I ended up buying the FIFA, the journey pack because FIFA, I could take a leave, but I, I really like the story mode that they introduced that week, that year. And then they had like a sequel to it in the next two games. But like, I didn't want to buy the entire FIFA just to play the story mode, but n- there was a packet where you could buy just the story modes. The funny thing is I still haven't finished the story mode in the first one I had, which is in, I think the one that you gave me. Yes, I had to upgrade mine because my old one yeah. I was having problems with, and I gave you the code, didn't I? Yeah, and it had FIFA with it, and yeah, and it had the the first part in journey. Yeah, and the funny thing is, despite the fact I now also have them on EA Games Pass because uh, on EA Play because that's in Xbox Game Pass, I still actually haven't finished the first story mode yet to get to the other two. Shame <laughs> so on I've you! Kind of, Shame on you! Because I spent money on. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> it was in a sale, but like yeah. I still spent money on that, and I'm like, ah, well. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've Shame on you! Now. That was a gift. <laughs> okay so uh we, we've talked a lot about what we're what we're looking forward to but uh, what i'd like to know Stu, is how how can listeners get in contact with you what, what kind of without giving away any kind of inside of nda stuff but what other projects are you working on i know that there's there was talk of like in our conversations there's a there's now a shop that you've started is mm. that something that's now ready to go yeah um i mean the, the the best way to if you want to follow me or contact is i've got my stewcambridge.com website um which is my kind of hub for everything that i'm doing but to run alongside that i've set up a, a shop um I've, there's a little bit of backstory behind this i've always wanted to sell artwork i've always had this idea of being able to draw stuff and then and sell my art um not 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 really just to make loads of money or anything like that just because i think it's nice to be able to share what you do mm. um obviously to make a few bob would be nice um but i've always had this this idea to, to have my own little shop um you know <laughs> there's another thing i've always wanted which is a bit sad as well was I always want my own little white van which i've not bought so um <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted my own little white van, which is crazy. Um, I don't think that's sad but, at all. You no, but I don't know why. You're out from the van, right? I don't know why, um, but I probably won't bother doing that. Um, <laughs> Stewmobile. I know, Stewmobile. But I've always wanted to have my own shop. And uh, it's been a, been in the back of my mind for many, many, many years. And uh, I set something up uh, about three years ago. I, I started sort of dabbling. 
and I left it, you know, when projects come in, your work and life, and I just left it on the back burner. And uh, I turned 50 um, in 2019, and I thought, you know what, if I don't do this, I'm never going to do it. I'm just ne- so I thought, I'm going to go for it. So I just started working on it. And I worked around, you know, so I got the, the website called the designjoy.co.uk, which you can find from my Stu Cambridge site. If you click on shop, it takes you straight to my shop website. And I started setting it all up and I thought, right, what do I want to do with this? You know, and initially I thought, well, I just want to sell some canvas prints of some artwork that I've got some ideas, you know, and to, to do. So I created this shop. I've got a real nice um, flow on there. So I've got various canvases of like, you know, initially it's some Commodore machines. I've got some artwork I've done for the 64, the Amiga. But I've also done a kind of sensible style um, pieces of art on there as well. Mm. And when I designed them, I've designed them for canvas. So rather than just taking an image and plonking it on a canvas, the artwork's designed for the wraparound that you get on a canvas. Um, so, and, and because of that, I've had to make sure that my, the, the canvas supplier I use is fully on board with the way that the artwork is set up. So every size that you order, I mean, I, I, I sell from 8 inch all the way up to 16 inch square canvases on there, but each image that is on each of those sizes is a unique, um, piece of artwork for that size. So I've actually, so for instance, the 8 inch one will be slightly different to the 16 inch one because I've taken into account the border around the outside. So you'll always get the same image on the front. So rather than, because you know, if you scale the image up, you're going to get the overlap's going to change as you scale up. It doesn't happen on this. So every piece of artwork will be the same kind of within the bounds of a few mil. As you go up there. So I've designed the art to work with the canvas. Um, so the plan is just for me to sort of do my thing, draw some bits and pieces, and then look at how I can turn those into products um, and, and get them on there. Um, and, and I just I went live on Christmas Day of all times. I, I was putting it off for a long time, and um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So everyone said to me, have you, have you launched it? Have you launched it? I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just finishing a few things off. Um so I've been working on this for about 18 months, on and off, and finally it's out there. Um, and um, yeah, so in, as as we're now into January, I'm going to be starting to put out some sort of marketing stuff for it, some like you know, some gifs and some animations and that, just to get the get the interest going. Um, and as well as introducing new artwork, and um, there's a little there's a little section on there called "What's on the Slate," which basically tells people what I'm going to be working on, what new pieces are coming up. But there's an also another thing on there, which was kind of a, a late addition, although I had it planned originally, um, was called Pixel Portraits, which is what I, I did with uh, Neil from uh, Retro Man Cave. And um, I did a, uh, a Canafoda mock-up one a while ago for, for somebody who wanted to commission me to do, a, do one for them. I did that about three years ago. And then Neil approached me to do his uh, his retro tea breaks book, and the response was just overwhelming. I was like, I can't believe people, you know, have taken this on board so 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 much because I never, I never envisaged sitting there drawing portraits of people in in that kind of resolution. And it's been very very popular. And I think we had forty slots originally on the Kickstarter, and they sold out in like record time. And I was like blown away because I thought, well, wow, you know, that's cool. So I remember saying to Neil, like, well, we could probably squeeze another 20 in. Um, but I won't deliver unless I know I can do it. I won't say, yeah, yeah, we'll just do it. I, if I can do it, I'll do it. But if I couldn't, I'd say, no, we can't do it. So we've put another 20 on and they they sold as well. So I had like ended up doing sort of like, you know, 
60 odd um, backer portraits and then there was like another I think it was like 10 or something for the books I've done like 70 over 70 portraits so I thought well why not put that on my website and offer that as for people who'd want them because I'd been approached by a couple of people to do to do their pixel portraits so I thought, well, let's do that. So I've actually went through and I redesigned the whole Pixel Portraits page of my website so that you can go on there and you can basically order it, a Pixel Portrait, and have a digital one. But if you want a canvas print of it as well, then I'll offer an 8 or a 10-inch canvas as well for an extra couple of quid. Um, well, it's actually an extra £10, I think it was on there. Um, and you can choose your background colour and you can choose exactly what you want. And um, so that's that's what I've done. So um, and there's a little bit on there that Neil wrote a few nice words about 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 working with me, which was quite nice of him. So yeah, so I've I've been working on that, and this year I'm looking forward to um, just feeding it with art, really, and looking at new ways of of, of creating products. Um, I'm not going to go down the route of doing like mouse mats, mugs, and the whole. I will be looking at doing some of those things, but. I, I I think because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I don't want to just, um, you know, just milk the artwork on everything. Mm. You know, I don't want to say, well, I've done a Sensi Soccer style print. Therefore, I'm going to sell that on a mouse mat and a mug and a, and a beer mat. And a, I'm not going to do that. Um, I will be doing every piece that's going to be sold is designed for that product. Mm. Um, so that's that's kind of my little angle on it all. You know, but uh, but if you haven't had a look, have a look. Tell me what you think. You know, because I'm I've been. It's nice to get feedback uh, mm. on it. Uh, it's it's good. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing, um, as well as um, looking to work with uh, a few people who, who I mentioned before. I mean, Neil talked to Neil to do a project with him again, which is great. Looking forward to doing that. And uh, Chris with his retro fusion stuff. Um, I know he's now got the um, the IP for uh, Zap and Crash from Newsfield, so that's going to be exciting. What's happening with that? Because I know that he's been really full on with all the uh, all the annuals and the and the uh, obviously with the fusion magazine that he puts out. Mm. Um, there's a great bunch of people working on that um so i'll hopefully be working with him on a few things with them um and uh and that's really it really and i've got um i've got a biography i've been writing on and off which basically sort of um sort of documents my life from when i was a kid up to sort of now um but i've tried to write it in a way where it's not just like you know i went to school here did this i'm trying to mix it in with some artwork and some other things you know make it a bit more interesting than, mm. than just like yeah yeah this is what i did um so i'm going to try I've, I've been trying to word that in a way with artwork and images to go with it so i'm hoping um i can get that finished this year um Sweet. but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not actually sort of giving myself a hard time if I don't. Um, the shop was my main focus last year to try and get that finished, and uh, I've kind of ma- managed to do that. So, um, but the next thing I'm, I'm doing on on the shop is just getting more products on there. And there's one funny thing. I, mean, I don't know if you've, you've got it in front of you now, but there's. Um, I did a a uh, a Sensi soccer style uh, canvas on there. And I was talking to my mate Chris, you know, Chris Chapman, who wrote Cincy Soccer. And uh, I, I sent him some, because he had, I gave him early access to the site just for some feedback. And we were talking and he said, well, you, you could offer people different colours for their teams. And I thought, well, that's not a bad idea. And I thought, well, why not take it to the next level and actually offer people the choice to actually create their team colours on the canvas before they order it? So if you're a fan of like Newcastle, you can get your team in in your in your black and white stripes, or if you're with Arsenal or West Ham or Chelsea or whoever. And although I can't put those football team names on there, 
I should be able to give people the choice to say, well, I want my team colour to be in red and red top with white shorts or, or blue shorts with a yellow top or, you know, Norwich with green and yellow. So that's the thing I'm doing next. I'm working on getting that on there so that you can um, select your colours for your teams and then decide what size canvas you want for that, um, mm. as well as doing some variations on on that. But the artwork on there is a custom piece of Sensi Soccer art. I mean, I didn't do the original artwork for Sensi Soccer. John Hare did. But I worked on um, the Jaguar version mm. and I worked on the Mega Drive version. So what I've done, I've taken my graphics that I redrew over John's, which have got more colours and is smooth off and shading, and I've used those for this print as well. I've had, I've actually added lots of stuff that would never appear in the original game. So there's lots of little bits and pieces on there, um, and I'll be looking to do that, sort of get that one out there within the next sort of two to three weeks. So you'll be able to choose your team colours, um, and that's really from the point of view that if I was going to be buying something and I supported a particular team. Why would I want, you know, a red team if I my team's in blue? You know, mm. it might be Sensi Soccer, it might be an Amiga, but I thought well, that's a really nice thing to try and to try and get out there. You know, um, I've got all the back end stuff done for it now. I mean, I've got it so you can select your colours. I've just got to make it look nice. I've got to tart the tart the image up because it's um, the presentation on that particular product's got to be changed for the template I've created. Um, but once done, that'll be on there. And um, I'm looking forward to going live with that one because um, it'd be nice to see whether people buy it or not. <laughs> so, <laughs> although the feedback I've had so far has been very, very positive, which is which is nice. So, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Um, yeah, he says rambling on for about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and all it took was some mince pie ice cream and a few beers. Oh, in shops yes, it, it certainly <laughs> did. It certainly did. But it's really nerve-wracking because I, I don't normally get nervous at working on stuff. But this has really, really got me nervous when I launched it because I thought, I don't, know what, I don't know whether people are going to like this stuff. Um, you know, and um, it's really weird because I, I mean, when I do artwork, I normally just do artwork, send it out there, and people say, oh, that's really cool, and I just do stuff. But this shop, it, it, it really, um, yeah, it, it was really a, a bit of a, a bit of a nerve wracking experience doing it because I thought, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if people are going to like this. I don't know whether people are going to want this. So um, it'd be interesting to see how it how it turns out, how how we go the next few months, whether whether people like what I've done or whether they'll say no, go back to just drawing graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure that they won't say that. I mean, I, 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 like I, I like the idea. Like you said, it, it makes it more sort of customizable, right? And mm. and if my team, if I was a football fan and my team wore yellow, right, I wouldn't mm. want a red or a blue, would I? Like you, like you just said, mm. and and it makes it like it's then it's custom almost to you as the consumer then, mm. you know, it's like, Oh, well, this is what it would be. This is what it might have looked like. If Newcastle were in sensible soccer. Also it's by Stu Cambridge. You should go to his website. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, so it, Cause like if you, if you have friends who are into retro gaming and you go around to someone's house and they've got a print and it's like, Oh wow, that's really cool. Where did you get that done? Well, let me show you. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, but this is red or it's blue. Ah, but if you click this button, you can have it in your yeah. team colors, you know, yeah. and, and it just makes it a little bit more uh, unique, I mm. guess. It's that sort of unique selling point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty sort of, um, sort of average sort of bloke, really. And I, I, I kind of look at things as I would want to be treated and as I would like to buy something. And it was, I mean, it's only when I spoke to Chris that he kind of sort of, put the idea that it's something that people would probably want and i'd already suggested to him about having colors um 
but it just seems to make sense because I mean I've seen lots of stuff out there and I thought well it's there's a lot of stuff that's being redone you know like people take screenshots and they do things with it which is great I mean there's some really good stuff that people are working on I thought, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do this because it's my artwork. Um, and I've got plans to do artwork, which is more sort of like arty, arty artwork as well, you know. Um, but initially, I want to get, get these these ones out there. I mean, for example, I, I want to do an Atari ST one. Uh, I've got to do, um, I want to do some consoles, get some of the consoles on there. Um, and the plan is to just basically work through so that, we can have because I've put see I've got a couple on my wall in my studio, and they really look great on the wall. I mean they 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 just look totally different to to anything else I've seen, um, which is kind of the point I suppose. Um, but it's just nice to see something different out there, you know. And and for me as an artist, I wanted to 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 just come up with new stuff. You know, I think it's very easy just to regurgitate stuff and and do it. But with like with the, the screenshots on these on these canvases, I've created those screenshots and I've 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 added stuff in there. I've not just taken a screen grab and put it on the canvas. I've I've actually each screenshot has been made is made by me putting the components in and positioning everything by hand. Hmm. Um, I mean, for the the Sensi Swass one I, I've just done, I've actually repositioned some of the the players on the final one that's going to be uh, back on sale. And um, I'm looking at doing. Um, I put a, I put a um, tweet out before Christmas, and it was. Um, I just had the the camera effect on where it blurred it, and so I said, "Oh, you're going to do that as the full canvas?" And I thought I hadn't thought of that. So I'm looking at doing where there's one where it's just a screenshot where it's zoomed in and it's got some kind of visual effects on it. So I'm looking at different ways to to get it because I know that so many people have got their like their their, their, their games rooms or they've got their little caves. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, well, because I wouldn't have that particular canvas on my wall because I that you know I'm not particularly into that game. Somebody might be into that. Um, I mean, I did some. I did a Vic Twenty. I've got a Vic Twenty canvas on there. I've got a Commodore sixteen. I've got a sixty four. Got an Amiga. Um, and I'm looking to do say look at all the other machines. So, like, for instance, if you look at the um, on the Amiga one, I've got like uh, the, there's a, a couple of the chips that are featured in the Amiga. Um, you know, we've got the 68,000 on there. We've got the Fat Agnes chip, and uh, I've basically looked at the schematics and just recreated those um, and put them uh, behind my uh, my piece of art I drew for the Amiga and put that on there. Um, and they look really great on the wall. I mean, I was I've got I've got one of them up was to take a photo of it, and I thought, wow, that looks really cool, you know. And um, it's just nice to see the transition from the digital version on screen to an actual physical item. Yeah. Um, and because it took a while for me to get somebody to manufacture them that that had the same kind of qualities I needed. I needed to have a good representation from the pixels to the physical, and um, it kind of works. I, I, you know, it's it, you're not going to get an exact replication because obviously you're going from something which is an RGB display to a to a printing process. But the re- color reproduction is I'm so very pleased with. It's uh, really come out well, and I'm I'm just looking forward to. Um, to promoting it and getting and hopefully people will, will say yeah I like that. I'll have a couple of those off you and um, and 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 get them out there. But again, going back to what we talked about earlier, you know, doing the shows. You know, when I was t- when I spoke to Chris Wilkins, uh, you know, um, not that not before Christmas, and um, you know, before I before all these these things happened last year, we was looking at you know, he said you know I could 
bring some and put them on some of his stands at some of the shows. And I thought that'd be fantastic just to take a load of canvases with me uh, and just speak to people and, and, and not just to sell them, but to get feedback from people. What would they like to see? What mm. would they like to see me draw? You know, what mm. sort of machines would they like me to do? Um, and, and what sort of products would they like me to, to, to offer? You know, um, and things, I mean, as, I've, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm becoming less... Um, I wouldn't say less interested in doing pro- doing doing client work, but I think I'm. I mean, I'm 51 now, and I, I the the days of me working all night doing video game projects and that I just I just don't do that anymore. So for me, doing something like this where I can work my backside off during the day doing artwork, put it on here, and then it it will sort of trickle in with a, a revenue stream in the background while I work on more products and more artwork and and it just kind of feeds itself and that that's suppose that's what was the dream of me sitting up my little shop would be is just so I can sit there, sit in the background I can sit and do some graphics and art and then and then put them up there and then hopefully meet people and and kind of discuss what what people would like to see but um yeah so I've, it's a huge 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 relief that it's out there <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a few had a few funny things. I, I did it where I had uh, some issues with the mobile version, and I don't know if you've done you know with web development, it can be a bit mm-hmm. of a pain, can't it? And um, I did a I did a, a bit of a weird thing with the mobile. I did one a couple of the pages I worked on, and I'd forgotten to do the mobile version. So when I went to put it on a mobile for testing, it was like, oh my god, what the hell's gone on here? <laughs> it's like it was like, why is it putting that over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um but you know suffice to say it's all that's all fixed now and uh, it's out there so yeah so that's that's what i've been that's what i've been doing uh and that's what i'm looking forward to to working on and um hopefully people like it you know um you know it's um it's good but the pixel awesome. portrait section um again i'm looking at doing some scenes as well so you could have like uh i've got some football football uh player scenes i'm doing i've got a cannon fodder scene i'm doing i think if you go to the um the front page there is a there is a, a an, an image where i put neil and me on the uh, cannon fodder one so i'll be doing those as well they'll be going on there at some point and um and hopefully people like it you know if they don't Hope to tell me, and I'll I'll, um, I'll look at you know what people want. I'm happy to sit and uh, and consider doing some designs for mm. you know. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll be doing. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, all that really remains to say, Stu, is uh, I'm excited to see the shop. Yeah, I'm going to go have another look yeah. this afternoon. Um, I have been poking around over the past few days. Oh, what's this? And how's that? You know, yeah. well, let's have a look. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, all I really remains to say is thank you ever so much for being on the show again, Stu. It's been an absolute amazing time chatting with you. It always is. You know? Oh, thanks, mate. It really <laughs> it's is. Nice to, it's nice to speak to the pair of you. It's, you, know, you know, hopefully we can, we can, the three of us can meet up again. Uh, yeah, very absolutely. So, very absolutely. soon. Mm. Very what soon. I'll say to you is I owe you a beer at least. <laughs> <laughs> well you do know you, you do know i like a, i do like a pint of beer now and again so uh. there you go, yeah. oh, if you're still yeah. doing your no beer you. thing we owe you a pint of mash let's put it that way oh, <laughs> with, with baked beans i hope with baked beans absolutely <laughs> no but thanks for thanks for asking me on you know it's been a pleasure and um it's always awesome it's just nice to yeah, obviously it's nice to it's nice to have a chat about about everything and anything really, and uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, it's just nice to be able to to, to share my thoughts and uh, what I'm doing and and just chat about it with you guys. You know, it's good, it's good. I appreciate it. So. Yeah, well, we appreciate having you on, Stu. It's it's genuinely a pleasure to to chat with you whenever we have a chat. So nice one. Thank you ever so much. 
Cheers, mate. You know what we really need to do, right? We we need to do when it's possible an input. I've said it since you got Resident Evil Two, the board game. We need to do an in-person version of the game and just film it, right? Set up a bunch of cameras and just film it, and then we can edit it together however we want. I think that's what we need to do. We've got we're to still do recording. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we, we could, could do a thingy for yeah. that because we've got yeah, we could do tabletop simulator totally. Yeah, if but... you want, I've I've got a spare. I bought a four four pack. I've got a spare copy. I could point you towards the stuff. You need to <laughs> I love how he's like, I've got a spare. I've got four packs of the same game. Why didn't you tell me you had a four pack? Well, <laughs> you've been quiet because of work for God knows how long. Well, yeah, but I yeah. I bought tabletop simulator in the last sale. <laughs> I'd been waiting for ages Look, and finally bought yeah, it on the last sale. So per, all, what we'll say is perhaps coming soon to a B slash Waffling Taylor stream near you, we may have a game. But yeah. I do feel as though we should do it in person as well, I think. But oh, yeah, definitely, all, yeah. When we sorry, can. business <laughs> is over. Or at the yeah, very yeah. least, uh, one weekend whenever we're all free. I've got all yeah. the games set up and saved. We could just jump in. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I said. Coming soon, perhaps, to a The Bee slash Waffling Taylor's video game stream soon might be the game if we can figure out the technology required <laughs> for us all to play it. Yeah. We can mm. totally do it. Oh, yeah, or we could just... Film it and then. That's what I mean. I'm so happy about you guys put it up as, yeah, as like a YouTube video or a, or a um, recorded stream or whatever. You know, either way. Yeah, we'll anyway. figure out. We'll figure out. We'll figure out. But with that being said, B, <gasps> tell the people where they can learn more about you. Oh, no. The wonderful stuff you're doing. Me. It would be so, <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm a freelance uh, video games uh, journalist. I guess this is the time for video games writer because, hey. um, <laughs> but yeah, um, currently you can find me on Twitter at the underscore b. That's t h e one underscore b. Uh, you can find a lot of my work at the moment on videogamer.com because I'm uh, currently doing news there for however temporary that is. I don't know. It was it was one of those things where it was supposed to be temporary, then um, everything happened. And it's just now staying on for as long as, as they want me. Um, but yeah, um, Twitter is probably the best place to, to find me. You can say hello. And uh, yeah, you can find me on there. And also that's where I post about stuff if I do things on Twitch and elsewhere. That's the best place to find out what I'm up to. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much, B, for, for doing this with us. I hope Thanks it's been a positive me. experience. So you're very welcome. But I do hope it's been a positive experience because uh, we want this to be a positive thing to go out into the world. The first episode of Waffling Tailors in 2020. I want it to be... You mean 2021? Uh, 20, look, because I'm thinking, let's redo uh, 2020, right? A, think a it, bit of optimism uh, for 2020. Yeah. Sorely needed after 2020. <laughs> exactly. A bit of positive energy into the world in 2021. Let's do this, right? Let's talk about the things that we're looking forward to. Thank you ever so much, B. I really Not appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. As always, a pleasure. Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. 
Palette Cleanser Music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Daguet. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors Podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.